Welcome back to another week of the Property Pod. We've got all the boys on deck. Uh, last week, Pat might have been a little bit under the weather. He just got back six hours before that, back from his big trip to Vegas, and we've got him back. But it looks like he's a little bit crook today. I'm crook, but I'm back, baby, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> he gives it his all, all the time. It's really funny because last week when you came back, I was like, oh, Pat is going to be a ghost. And when I was editing, I was like, oh, Pat actually had a fair bit of input for a guy who'd had zero sleep. <laughs> We had a fair bit of input for a guy who was running on probably pure caffeine. I actually had pretty good sleep on the way back because I just had such a busy week. Got on that plane, oh, yeah, and just gone, just yep. flat out I exhausted. Pretty much, yeah. I was yeah. like dead to the world on that trip back. This week, I've actually had time to actually digest what I actually did mm. over in Vegas. Yes, well, we tried to keep it pretty sobered up, and now I've got a, a chance of looking through everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm, I'm excited to hear about it actually. As uh, as fun as it was, the you know, but as an eye on the uh, on riding solo or a duo, is that how you put it? I don't know. It's I good. like riding solo. It sounds yeah, riding solo sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good to have solo you back. with two of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was like good, Han good Solo back, and Chewbacca. <laughs> and you're the 100%. hairy one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the right coloured ginger well, beard. It, uh, it's funny because it's true, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really fun doing the crossover episode while you were in Vegas. Mm. Yeah, it was. I actually enjoyed it. I'll be honest, it was a little bit hard to hear you guys, so I was just like winging it a little bit. But well, I think we well, I listened back to the episode and I thought it went pretty well. And the other thing is, all the other than the audio problems that we had um, coming straight out of the gate – the, the interviews you got were just bang on. Like the listeners are either hating us for spamming them with so much uh, content or they're loving that Pat was actually the man on the ground grabbing some great content. Well, that's it. At the end of the day, you don't have to listen to it if you don't feel like it. So I'm going to go with loving it. How did you feel talking to people with a mic that wasn't me and John? Um, I'll be honest. It's easier as a team than it is as an individual. Um, okay. When you're interviewing someone by yourself, you're trying to listen to them plus process what they're saying plus keep the levels for the microphones all good and mm. then try to have the flow of the conversation all happening. Yeah, so you're multitasking across yeah. the whole board and, and trying to good, listen. And I'm not good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I was on Struggle Street a bit. That's why they only go for 10 minutes or so each episode. <laughs> just, just, it's hard to uh, stay really present in that conversation if you've got four things you're rather you know, trying to attend to. Yeah. That makes sense. I think you did a cracking job, though. Yeah, it's actually really good listenings, like the Box Brownie guy. The, obviously, I was pretty jealous about the Marvel guy. Mm. And um, that one that you did with the home prezzo lady, um, Kylie Davies. Yeah, that Kylie. It was really good fun having a chat to her, especially since she just got off stage. Yeah, no, you nailed it. It was really cool. Like You jumped right onto all those people and um, yeah we really appreciated it yeah I would have liked to have got a couple more but it, there's so many people over there asking for interviews doing blo- mm. blogs doing um, podcasts like us doing video interviews <laughs> yeah cool cool yeah so no it was good fun it was very interesting experience one that I'll probably definitely be interested in doing it again in the future some stage oh yeah. yeah they do it also in New York each year but unfortunately that's in the middle of winter and I don't know if I like New York in winter I think Vegas in summer seems more enjoyable <laughs> <laughs> so I reckon I'll stay seems out straightforward <laughs> I reckon I'll stay out the Vegas side <laughs> for the next time I go to it well I did see there was podcast awards so maybe we can aim to uh, all head over there sometime and put it on the property pods dime well, okay, well technically it's our dime so <laughs> Damn, I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah, we've got to work on some sponsors. Yeah, yeah we really got to get uh, under that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what we might do today is – oh, well, I should catch up with John first. Sorry, I've uh, just thrown everything at Pat and I've been uh, a bit rude. John, how are you doing, man? 
I'm going to be really excited when the kitchen at my house is finally finished. So you're still in Renault mode? Still in Renault mode. I was thinking this morning <clears throat> with uh, Pat being unwell because we've been having um, – because my partner's been – been sick so it's that moment where you just haven't you know no, no one's getting a good night's sleep which i'm sure people the kids or whenever you've been sick the same but i've been trying to think okay well how do you get in the right mindset before you you get to where you need to be so yeah. it's, uh, so then so what i've been doing is just making sure that you know putting my pocket square on and trying to you know dress sharp and then i had this morning on the way i had um uh zz tops uh, <gasps> sharp dressed man cranking <laughs> Because <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to be here, but I've got the podcast on, so I've got to be on. Right. <laughs> so it's like that fake it till you make it yeah, kind of thing. You're like, yeah, yeah, on the yeah. inside, yeah. I don't want to be here. No, but I'm, I, I'm going I'm, to be there and I'm going to show up and I'm going to dress you up. <laughs> <laughs> Time I pulled up, I was like, it finished, right? It was that, you know, it wasn't because um, uh, they just they come running as fast as they can and every girl's crazy about a sharp dressed man. <laughs> just when I pulled up, man, I feel like a woman. Shania Twain had just finished. Oh, so beautiful. Just wanted to yeah. let you guys know. Man, I'm your Spotify playlist is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to the radio. I was trying to win money on one of the... Um, oh, whatever it takes. The, the quiz things. So that'll pay for my renovations. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. But you talking about your renovations makes me think maybe we could um, do something about living with renovations or managing renovations in the future. That could be another episode. Oh, like, well, that's a good idea, actually, because I did an appraisal, was it yesterday, and the guy, he wanted to move to Southport, and the house he's in at the moment, it's just... You know, often the, the people are going. will ask the question and will look, oh, you know, what do you think my house is worth? And I said, well, sometimes it's not that important. What I need to know is um, what do you need to do to achieve your goal of getting to Southport? And so that's when he'd opened up a bit more rather than just sort of testing me constantly and said, well, look, I really need to clear 400 on this place. But unfortunately in the house's condition, it's just never going to make it. Yep. You know, it's like, mate, unfortunately as it is at the moment, it's just not going to happen. So then we started to look at alternatives for, you know, what would need to happen in order to get him to – to get to that. So the thing is, though, is that, you know, it's all it's really easy to prepare your house quickly when you're not living in it. But when his whole family's in there and he needs to move quickly, you know, what it do you do? Changes all the situation. Yeah, it could yeah. be something we yeah. could discuss on a future episode, just kind of um, put a pin in it and we could come back to something like that. I think that's, that's what like I really it. like about this podcast is that just through general conversation with people, we're picking up extra episodes. Like, yeah, makes yeah. it actually creating the content for this really easy because we're on the field dealing with these situations and it's just really helping the people understand how they work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I guess. It's just, yeah, real life. Like it is stuff that you guys talk about every day. So kind of just finding that into it. Well, and also too is it I'm same as you guys learning new stuff every week and there's new supplies that are coming available. There's new technologies that become available. There's new services that become available. And like in that, we'll get into it later, but in that specific circumstance now, there is a tradesperson we met who you can do short-term interest-free loans with specifically for renovations. Oh, really? So there's, um, there's that service out there now as well. So. So that's um, something, yeah, we'll do an episode on that. Yep, so can, um, I reckon he'd probably come in and talk about it too. Oh, yeah, like yeah, that. Yep. I like that. I do love a guest. Absolutely. Yeah, guests are so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying that Aaron and I are hard to work with, John? No, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to sound intelligent. <laughs> this well, you look intelligent with that pocket. That's all about with it. that pocket scarf. Uh, sharp, 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 sharp dress man. <laughs> this is, uh, probably won't come as a surprise, but I, I'm not having a dig, but... yeah. My mum's been listening um, religiously to what we do and she's like, mm, I've got a new respect for John since listening to him on the podcast. <laughs> it's so interesting how intelligent he sounds. And oh, well, Mrs Horn, you remember that we work together, you and me. We <laughs> sell and buy together. Yeah. Don't worry about John. <laughs> I'm going to take the compliment. <laughs> 
I think the um, she just remembered John as the larrikin that would do yeah. the ridiculous things that we would do as, as a, a kid. kid. Yeah, uh, and the secret's out. He's actually the intelligent one. Yeah, he's the <laughs> clued-in one that was intelligent enough to know someone's got to do it. It's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> She's just throwing it out there. You're getting some great feedback, mate. Well, as a guy who taught me once about the familiarity curve when it comes to um, relationships and coaching, and if you imagine like there's just a half a circle, and on the very far left you've got no familiarity, on the right hand side you've got true familiarity, and the example he gave was build himself up from nothing into a multi-millionaire but his, his dad still wouldn't take any financial advice from him and the problem was he said John when it comes to coaching I have to be for my clients I have to be familiar enough before I tip over into too familiar yeah because if he goes into you know he needs to be familiar enough so they've got their trust in, but not too familiar where they're like oh come on mate yeah yeah, yeah. you know um, and so with your family, you're all the way over the right-hand scale, so they love you to absolute bits, but do they ever listen to your advice? Never. You know? <laughs> so I'm just thinking. <laughs> the one story I always think of with mum is I think we'd gone out for a night partying in our youth yeah. and I went and stayed at a girlfriend's house. We might have been drinking at my place beforehand mm. doing the old pre-drinks. Yep. At the end of the night, we got split up. And then you've ended up coming back to my parents' house where we'd started (laughs) and just, you know, moseyed in the front door, which was unlocked for some reason, falling asleep on the couch. I'm not there. (laughs) And they've woken up and Dad's come out and he's, oh, morning, John. And, (laughs) hello, Mr. Horn, how are you? And Mum's come out and it it must have been a weeknight. It must have been... It was a random night. Yeah, yeah. it was just a random night. And then you're like, oh, Mrs. Horn, I've actually got to go to work <laughs> do you have a toothbrush i can borrow <laughs> and mum's like i don't know john i'll check <laughs> and she's yes i do have it oh thanks mrs horn mrs horn could you run me down to the offices <laughs> sure john oh they're the good old days <laughs> and there so, he is brought back to reality <laughs> well so i think that's the story i always think of mum yeah. has this idea of john being the couch surfing an 18 year old with year old. afro hair still yeah yeah yep. So she has that and then she's like, oh, listen to the podcast. I'm learning so much well, it's no, it's, from John. <laughs> I just love that you went back there with nobody yeah. and just went to well, bed. Well, we had an expectation that Horn was going to be there because I'm pretty sure that was the agreement. And I think like that it, yeah, that it makes sense. It right? totally makes sense in the grand scheme of life. Yeah. yeah. But it also is hilarious. That that didn't happen. That that didn't happen and <laughs> I wasn't there. But I think the great thing about our friendship is you can show up on the couch and you get a toothbrush, get some breakfast. And then a lift down to work. And a lift down to work. <laughs> well, it's, it's nice to know that I've changed in those, what, 13, 14 it's years? It's been a while, yeah. <laughs> and all I can think is I'm glad my front door's always locked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lesson there for everyone, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, boys, we better talk some real yeah, estate cool. rather than just talking rot. So we I might want to learn about him, man. Yeah, we might yeah. shoot off and we'll come back in uh, in just a moment. 414 Real Estate has been operating within the northern suburbs of Hobart since 2006. With their innovative approach to marketing and managing your property, they have all your property needs covered. Find out more by visiting them today at 414.com.au. All right, let's throw it over to the boy who's back in town. He's come from the big smoke. He's been catching up with Frankie Sinatra, Elvis, and all of the cool cats from Las Vegas. Well, first thing is, I'm not sure how much I'm going to keep going at this real estate gig. I might actually go be an Elvis because, man, he has the life. Really? Yeah, just cruising around with that wig on and <laughs> now, loving it he was. Just th- he was New Zealander too, wasn't he, the yeah, guy he met? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, just to throw it off topic again. We're that, good at that. That guy was a marine biologist operating as an Elvis. He decided that was yep, the better amazing. future. Yep. 
Wow. Yeah, I know. And he really got into it. He never really broke character. <laughs> oh, good. And not only is he Elvis, but he's a marine biologist living in a desert. <laughs> like he couldn't get any further away from his chosen profession. I don't know. There's a lot of tanks with fish in it over there. So. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. He, imagine if he shows up to clean your fish tank yeah. in his Elvis garb and he's like, oh, 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 oh. No, Maybe it's like, uh, remember in the Deuce Bigelow film where he was the, uh, he was the, he was the fish tank guy? Well, that was my fault. I got us off track yeah. straight away <laughs> and I shouldn't have done because we've already talked for like 10 minutes of rubbish. So Iman, yep. it was Really cool as I well. think it's called Inman. Yeah, Inman. Ah, but I'm right. Australian, so I say Iman. That's mm. uh, <laughs> what we Inman. Do. Yeah, so basically I have been back for a week now. I've gone through pages, and I mean pages of notes, and what I've tried to do is pick out probably my three favourite key takeaways. Uh, we briefly spoke on one of them, which is I buy when we did the crossover. Yeah, yeah. I thought it'd be good just to rehash revisit. it and just revisit it. But the one I wanted to start with is probably millennials. The reason I wanted to start with millennials is we've spoken about it before. We've seen stats out there that by 2021, half the world's population is going to be millennials. So now, what? So, uh, so a millennial, is that what, what year were you born to be all a millennial? Right. I've well, been doing some where, research. And I get confused on this because I thought a millennial, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Mm. Yeah. I didn't think I was a millennial. I thought I was Generation Y. Yeah. Yep. But somehow I believe millennial has now been morphed into Generation Y. And Z and all of it. There have been some changes in what it was and what they were, the baby boomers, etc. So mm. the research I found had that a millennial is someone now born between 1981 and 1996. So that puts us in that bracket, smack bang in the millennial bracket yep uh anyone born after 1996 to today they're a post-millennial so i guess post the millennium changing over and probably be renamed influencers or something later yeah so eventually because i remember <laughs> there was like generation y there for a while and, and gen z and, and then yeah and so like the baby boomers kind of that makes sense for when they were around it was kind of just after the war and then looking back pre-baby boomers they're now calling that the silent generation so i'm mm. assuming that's based on the silent film era hmm. All go. that stuff is kind of right there in the what's happening at the time. So millennial is kind of us. Mm-hmm. We're sitting right back. Because I remember that talk about your generation show and that generation Y guy who was meant to be representing us. I was just like, you're making me wild, mate. Like, <laughs> it's just, mate, don't do it. I was yeah, just like, this yeah. is ridiculous. I want to be in the other generation. You don't know anything about yeah. the Goonies. <laughs> yeah, it's killing me. It's killing me. Good. <laughs> so the reason I wanted to bring up millennials as one of my key takeaways is because they are or now the way that they've redistributed the mm. age brackets. They do make up the majority of people buying homes in the marketplace now. Right. So okay. a lot of them are sort of our age, you know, late 20s, mid 30s, mm. and now starting to look to buy their own property. Yeah. Well, even, even your second property at this exactly. point. Exactly. So yeah. they're now starting to become sellers as well. Mm. So what the conference sort of came away and said is that 72% of millennials in America and there's over 82 million of them in America mm-hmm. want to buy their own home with over 52% of them believing that home ownership is a key to success so right. it's always been that way in Australia where you have pride in buying your own home and owning your own home yep. uh, but that's fast becoming a trend in America as well where having your own property is seen as a level of elite or a like a bit of status behind it now. Yeah, gotcha. But what that does mean is that agents are going to have to change the way that they communicate and the way that they work with these particular buyers. And so what has been sort of suggested by a lot of these speakers throughout the five days that I was there is, and this could annoy some people, but it is what it is, is build your marketing, build your promotion, build everything around millennials first and then flow down to Generation X, baby boomers and so on after that. So from a planning and perspective aspect so 
starting at like the top level and working down. A lot of professionals are suggesting that we start with millennials about how we promote it. And it's based around what they want. So basically millennials these days, they want things fast, which is pretty obvious. Like use Uber as an example. Like people now get angry if they have to wait three or four minutes for an Uber to arrive. Mm, yeah. Where before you'd stand in line for a taxi for half, half an, an hour, hour. Yep. and that'd just be like, oh, yep, I'm in the line. And especially in Vegas with the Ubers, you actually have to go to Uber pickup stations, which pisses so many oh, people really? off. You can't just That's like, ironic. I'm on the side of this street. Yep, I ping my map point here. Yep. You've actually got to go to a casino and go to a certain location inside that casino and that's the only place they'll pick up. Right, okay. So this ease of use and um, speed is definitely something that millennials seem to want mm-hmm. and transparency. Another key takeaway is that agents need to become more transparent with how they promote things and the information that they provide and not be gatekeepers like what we would have been, John, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Mm. We've got to give everything out and... From that, work will return to us. Actually, and another thing that's coming to mind when you're talking is the idea of social capital, where I think is the the a work like a referral from you, mate, is not enough. You have to be able to have that Google back, like the okay. Oh, so he recommend him. Great. Now, what does Google say about him? That makes sense, and you're building your brand around uh, or marketing around that new generation where they're getting the information they need to reaffirm that their friend their friend's referral is a good decision. Whereas once before, like or use my dad example, um, in that generation, it's like. You used him, well, I'll use him. And like that trust is 99% of the way there. That's yeah. that makes sense. And that doesn't happen anymore. Like you no. can go into a... <clears throat> well, generational, that's the thing. Yeah. I can't think, I can't remember if it's a stand-up comedian or something I've seen once, but it's that whole pub knowledge thing. Like you go to the pub and you're sitting at the bar and there's always that guy that knows everything and you're yeah. like, oh, you know, what's the answer to this? And oh, I'll turn to old Sparky over there, he knows. And mm. you just turn and Sparky be like, yep. Or, <laughs> yeah. nah. But these days it's... Oh, we'll ask Sparky and then we'll Google it to see if Sparky's Sparky right. right. Yeah, exactly. And it's that, like we did mm. it before the show. We would, what's the Amish person? And we're like, but if Sparky was here, would be like, well, I'll tell you, the Amish, they have long beards and they do this and that. What I like as well is that you're just assuming that one webpage you landed on is telling the correct information. It was just the first result that came up on Google. You clicked on that, you read it out to me and John, and we're like, oh, yep, cool. We've just automatically accepted that with no vetting as to whether or not that source is true and correct yeah but that's the world we live in now so, like so, yes yeah, so, so that same thing once before we never would have asked a second opinion we're still not asking a second opinion we no. just brought it went oh that'll do yep mm. so that's um it's mm. interesting that when they talk about where real estate will go in the future how we need to adapt to be able to meet the needs of the market well i had an interesting um even the dynamic that's changing in our marketplace one of the two two open homes we had last weekend one inquiry on one two inquiries on another and then for the Probably we had one inquiry on, 15 people came through the open home and then another 11 came through the other open home. So even in that, we're finding a change in people aren't reaching out first if there's an open home available. They're just rocking up. Do you know like, what I reckon that is? Mm-hmm. And this is just me speaking out loud because I've yeah. seen similar things happen. I reckon it's because people are in the market we've been in for the last two years, people are so used to sending an email or making a call and we respond with, sorry, that property's under offer. Yep. If there's an open home on on Saturday and it's still on on Saturday morning, they're like... Oh, must this be property available. must still be available. Yeah, I reckon that's so. Like they time. haven't bothered to reach out because they're just getting disheartened with the amount of sorry, it's under contract. Sorry, it's not available. Yeah. Where with the open home, they're scrolling through Saturday morning's list on realestate.com or wherever they get their open home times, and mm. straight away they're like, "Oh, that's it open is available today. and available." Yeah. Oh, they wouldn't be running open home on that unless it was available. So yeah. I think that's why you're probably getting pretty good numbers to opens. Yep. Yep. But, no, that'd be that'd be interesting. But that's just me. I, 
don't have any facts to well, back it, that it, up. Even, but even mine's just hold on, just let me vet that on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, these 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 are just a new trend that we're seeing. You know, so even mine's anecdotal at the moment until I've got six months worth of change. But I reckon there's a lot of truth to that because yeah. it's just that you know so used to being burnt and sick of just yeah calling up and wasting their time. Yeah. As a family-run business, First National Real Estate McGregor understands that the property market can be stressful. However, with a strong team in both sales and rentals, we are here to guide you through the property maze. Find out more today at McGregorFM.com. So I guess keeping the, the conversation rolling, it's great to know what millennials want, but how do we actually offer that service to them? So some of the key things that I saw while I was there was uh, using tech, artificial intelligence, voice activation, and being transparent with reports and analytics. So mm. that is a progression, I guess, to help millennials. You um, talked about that thing with the open homes, opening the property the whole day with the locks and things. When we spoke to you on the phone, you yeah, were with that. codes. And so that's kind of targeting those people who time is either your enemy or your friend and you're trying to just mm. make it fit in to your busy lifestyle. Yeah. Mm. And like voice activation, your Google Homes, your voice to text, instead of typing a text message out using the little microphone on your phone just to write the message. So that's speed and that's ease of use. That's what a lot of people want. So it's about building ideas and stuff around making that easy for them, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, yeah, reports and analytics. Well, with a lot of marketing that you do digitally, you get some great analytics and reports and that'll help a millennial that's thinking about that's selling their property, see that transparency that what we're telling them is true and correct. And that's exactly mm. what we talked about in last week's episode with the fact that you guys have measurable data mm. on what your marketing does and then you can share that with the millennials to be like, look, I'm not just telling you this is what I'm doing. These are the stats showing this is how I'm trying to get the house sold. Yeah, so mm. look, today's episode, there's going to be a lot that we've talked about in the past, but... Mm. They were just key things that I think people should be aware of is how real estate is changing in the future. Well, one of the one of the things that's sort of playing in my mind at the moment is how such a large conference, I mean, obviously there was, like it said, there was things covering other peripheral elements as well, but that such a large focus could be is shifting towards this age demographic. You know, mm. it's almost like, nah, forget about everyone else. They'll just tag well, along for the ride. Well, that's pretty much it. That's mm. the general feel from the whole five days was don't worry about the other demographics. Unreal. This is your core area you need to focus on. Mm. And then from there, the others will just come along kicking and screaming. Yeah, right. Well, you've said in the past, Pat, haven't you, that you've gone to other conferences that are kind of, you've got key takeaways straight off the bat, whereas you feel like this one you went to was preparing your business for five years down the track or something? Definitely. So most conferences, I'm sure you're the same, John, you go, you spend one or two days there and then Monday morning you're in the office and you're like, yes, I can do all this and you start just <laughs> implementing stuff yeah. or you think you're going to implement and nothing never happens. But yeah, yeah. most of the time it's stuff that you can turn on in your business. Like quick, quick wins, you could yeah. say. Yeah. Where with this one, it was a lot more long-term things. It was trying to make people understand what is coming in the future. What should you be preparing for? How should you adapt mm. your business moving forward? So, no, it was really good. But the second thing that I sort of, we talked about briefly as well in the live show that we did when I was still over there was iBuyers. And I thought it'd be worthwhile just rehashing it and giving a bit more depth as to what it is and why it's something that we need to be aware of. Yep. So basically iBuyers is basically where in America there's websites like Zillow.com, which is the realestate.com.au version in America. There's also Redfin and a few other sites. And then what they're doing is they're actually, you can put in all your property details, a few photos, hit submit. Within 48 hours later, you're getting a cash offer with no conditions 
for you to accept to potentially sell the property. Mm. And what I think is interesting about that is that once again, it is to a degree a millennial way of looking at things. I don't want the stress of showing it. I don't want the stress of preparing it for sale. I just want it done and dust it, move on. I can do it all on my phone and I can get onto my next location within 48 hours and not have to have a single thing to worry about. So I can see the appeal to some people, but obviously they are buying at a slightly lesser value than what potentially an agent could get because they're not going through all the marketing yeah. and all the promotional aspect and the showing and getting people to actually fall in love with a property. It's just a data-driven answer as to what the home is worth. And what was it? The interview that you had, was it with, with Kylie who covered this off? Yeah, Kylie briefly yeah. spoke about it. Yeah, so yeah. I think she said it was about 40% of Americans are now just getting, getting, it. Yeah. getting an offer just to get an idea of what their home is worth, mm. but less than 2.5% are actually accepting that offer. So yeah. that's an indicator as how that these offers aren't appealing, I guess, because mm. they are at the lower end of the scale. But it does mean that us as agents, we're going to be working with vendors that have a better understanding as to what their home is worth mm-hmm. because they've received this offer. It's fun. It's good that you brought this up. I was looking on the Inman website just this morning when I came in, just kind of getting ready for today's episode. I was just trying to catch up and there was an article that was only just came out today about Zillow's stock prices soaring and, yep. and they're planning on expanding. There's like an infographic here that shows like all the places over America that they're expanding to. Mm. But uh, one of the key takeaways I got from it was some of the comments at the bottom, the guy was referring to it as kind of like a used car um, yeah. setup, yeah. Like, like trade-in. Trade-ins. Like a trade-in and the way you're describing that made me think of when you're going to sell your car, you go on to Redbook or whatever and you'll find out, oh, like was it Redbook? Is that what yeah, Redbook. Yeah. yeah, you go into that and you type it in and it would say, oh, your car from this year is worth about this much. Mm. And then you've kind of got that as your base knowledge. Mm. And then that's when you'd go into all this iBuying stuff. But iBuying is exactly that. You can go buy a brand new car. And sure, you can sell your car privately and get probably, you know, three or 4000 more for it. But a lot of people just say, you know what? Yep, I'll just trade it in. I'll trade it in. Yeah. I can yeah. take it in on the day. I swap it over for my new car and drive out that day and I don't have any stress. And people mm. are prepared to take a loss for it. For and the that's been going on for years. It's kind of, and you so can what's do it the difference to houses? Mobile like, yeah. phone. Yep. Like when mm. you've got a contract, you'll be like, oh, there's a brand new um, phone. We'll yeah. come in and get the new iPhone X or so, Google yeah, phone yeah, and we'll trade con- everything in. And This concept's not new. People have been doing yep. it for years. It's mm. just on a larger scale. So yeah, yep. there will be people out there that this appeals to because they don't want the stress or there's that dream property that they want to buy but they're going to miss out on it because there's another offer on the table and they need to confirm their contract yeah, now. Yeah, they can't do a subject to sales, like got to go. Yep. Yeah. Mm. So there will be situations where these type of deals and offers are perfect for some people Mm. or they've got the bank that's putting pressure on them to sell because they've been unable to make mortgage repayments. Mm -hmm. These are the type of people that, as bad as it sounds, that banking analogy, like it does help them out of a bind. It helps them just move on. And I think as agents, we need to understand that this will come to Australia. I can guarantee realestate.com.au is probably already working on it. So it will come at some stage. Yep. And I think when it does actually arrive, I think as agents, we need to actually probably go in with these offers and say, look, this is your option A, this is your option B, this is your option C. Mm. And actually just show it to them. Yes, you'll lose some sales and yes, they'll go down that, that path of buying it directly through one of these websites. Yep. But I think if we're not being transparent and honest and saying this is an option for you we're not doing the best by our clients or when absolutely and look and that comes down to what how do you define what like my job is for example well, how do i define what my job is and that very little anecdotal story i told at the start about the gentleman who needs to move to southport but then he he needs 400 for his house in in west moona but unfortunately it's just nowhere near a condition that it would ever be a means that he could achieve that so it's like but so my job isn't to tell him look his house is worth four or three hundred my whole job is to 
build a plan that helps them get to Southport. From A to B, yeah. And if mm. that part of that plan and is using, you know, a, using a trade-in price, like, let's go for that. The mm. good thing is there's no commission from me. What we could do is we can build an alternative, you know, uh, an alternative service method that yep. we can help you. And that's another example where we talked before, I briefly about relocation agents, for example, where their whole job is, is to get you from there to there. So, you know, you just your service levels and the, the, the means in which you use an agent changes. Yeah. You know, so I'm not – I've been thinking about a lot lately just – after we had that conversation, I think it's actually a really, really exciting service. Yeah, and look, this has been around in America for three or four years from what I understand. Right. And when it first came out, everyone was like, the sky is falling, this is the worst idea ever, we're all going to be out of jobs. But now everyone's looking at it from a different perspective. Now it's been in operation for a little bit of time yep. and agents have adopted their method. They've like now taking a Zillow.com offer or a Redfin offer directly to the person and saying, this is your option A. If we implement this strategy, this is where I think we can get the property to. What are your timeframes? What works for you? So I think um, coming back to why is Iman important or Iman important? (laughs) Inman. 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 Never going to get it. Inman. Why is it important? Because it's now that like we've been introduced to this idea, when it does arrive here in Australia, we're not going to be those agents running around saying the sky is falling. We're no. already going to have grasp on what it is yep. and we're going to have things in play on how do we actually work with it and how do we actually use it to our advantage. And and that's what I think a real advantage of what this conference is all about is. It's mm. just knowing that it, it will come yep. and just being prepared for it. Cool, cool. I don't want to be a stickler, but we're getting uh, up there in time. Is there anything else uh, from Inman that you wanted to just cover off quickly, Pat, before we... Yeah, sure. So I'll be really quick in this last one. So the last one that I had a chat to the guys from Box Brownie about and a couple of the speakers touched on it as well is that uh, marketing is moving to more immersive experiences. So Mm. clients don't want just a static feel or they don't want your traditional marketing. Yep, yep. Uh, They want to feel more from the marketing. So things like Matterport scans and VR scans where they can put on a pair of goggles and literally walk walk through a house or walk through a home that's not built yet, for instance, yep. um, to get a better feeling as to what they're buying. That's what purchasers are starting to demand and starting to, to want. Kind of that storytelling stuff of having actual people in the photos, for example, yeah. like showing the lifestyle that you may be able to lead yeah. rather than just being like, hey, this is what the place looks like now. And this kind is of selling that story of the place. Mm, and this is another tech item and another millennial type feature I guess Um, Mm. but if it means that it makes them feel more confident about moving forward faster because they're able to sit at home on the couch put on a pair of goggles as silly as it sounds and literally walk through the whole entire house then great yep that's the service we have to offer because we are a service-driven industry we need to provide what the people want and yeah I think um, although Matterport scans and VR scans are quite new still and there's not a huge percentage uptake Mm. I think it's something that is definitely changing and something that's becoming more sought after and yeah. the, i think the real estate portals have now supported it so generally you've got your static hero shot and then it goes to a 3d tour and then it goes to the video and then the rest of the photo tour carries through yeah so yeah. i think um i read a stat recently and i don't have any vetting as to if this stat's true or not mm. but 75 percent of people now want virtual tours but mm. only 2.5 percent of agencies actually offer them yeah, yeah. i think that i think the same trend happened with videos when they first mm. started coming around they're like actually this technology this this is a really good experience we want it and it took a long time before st- people started to catch up yeah so this is all coming and it's just about being prepared for it and that's it just ask your agent when you are thinking about selling but what services are available to me i'm not here pitching that you need to come use me or john as an agent to sell it but those scans are quite fun to do with a little ipad aren't they (laughs) yeah i've had john uh helping me out with a few of them when i go and scan them and i'm like john it's like a grown-up game of hide and seek yeah it really is if the robot can see you then mm -mm, you're out yeah so then that's how you wrote that's how you wrote me into doing your work you you give me a fun experience like (laughs) 
what, that's yeah. my teaching experience. Yeah, yeah. Like, what you should do next you? time, John, is sit in the couch and have like a pose of reading the newspaper. Oh, and then move the camera great. and then go sit the exact yeah, same pose. The so. room, yeah. <laughs> I've actually done a – I did a scan for a and pub then, and their restaurant and their oh, yeah, front of house. Yeah, Aaron, you're in the shop and serving I, a beer. I, yeah, I put myself serving a beer. I put myself reading the paper. I put my, <laughs> I, and then afterwards they were like, did you have to put yourself in it so much? I was like, oh, it was just so fun. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you're it's like where's Wally? In the kitchen. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah but not, not the worst idea. They're my three K takeaways. I know Aaron mm. said we're, we're tough on time but – that's what I think was some of the more valuable things that came out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure things will come up as time goes on as we start talking about other topics, but they're my three favourites, I yeah, guess. Yeah, cool. But they're big, they're big trends, though, and they do, they do. I mean, they, they will have a significant impact on the way people experience real estate and transact in the future. So mm. that's really interesting. I'm, yeah, man, I, I, was, I was fascinated to hear your thoughts when you got back. No, it was really cool. And look, yeah. we loved being in contact while you were away. We loved mm. uh, have, making the episode while you were there. I was kind of nervous that probably wouldn't, wouldn't happen. Yeah. And what was exciting is I can't wait to do the next conference. Yeah. Like now that we've just, this is what we do. I think you sent me the flights already, didn't you, mate? (laughs) (laughs) No, he's not going to the New York one. It's too cold. cold. I sent you New York and I was like, ah, it's too cold. Vegas, baby. (laughs) More funny in Vegas. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. That was a uh, a bit of fun catching up. Hope you're feeling better, Pat. It's good to have you back on deck. And we will see everybody next week on The Property Part. Cool. See you, gentlemen. See ya. Bye. And now for a legal disclaimer. You have been listening to The Property Pod, produced and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Real Estate and McGregor First National Propriety Limited. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information.